Today is the 20th day of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. Hi. It's going to be here, be here with you today around the global campfire as we gather in and find a place and there's room for everybody here as we take our journey forward. The big journey through Leviticus. That's where we're at right now. We've been through quite a bit of drama in our story with the children of Israel through, well, through their establishment. And we're kind of in their establishment still. They've been brought very dramatically out of slavery. They're in the wilderness. They've been given instructions. And they're beginning to carry out those instructions as the people form. And so we continue the journey. Leviticus chapter 9 verse 7 through 10 Verse 20 today. Then Moses said to Aaron, Come to the altar and sacrifice your sin offering and your burnt offering to purify yourselves and the people. Then present the offerings of the people to purify them, making them right with the Lord, just as he commanded. So Aaron went to the altar and slaughtered the calf as his sin offering for himself. His sons brought him the blood, and he dipped his finger in it and put it on the horns of the altar. He poured out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar. Then he burned on the altar the fat, the kidneys, and the long lobe of the liver from the sin offering, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. The meat and the hide, however, he burned outside the camp. Next, Aaron slaughtered the animal for the burnt offering. His sons brought him the blood and he splattered it against all sides of the altar. Then they handed him each piece of the burnt offering, including the head, and he burned them on the altar. Then he washed the internal organs and the legs and burned them on the altar, along with the rest of the burnt offering. Next, Aaron presented the offerings of the people. He slaughtered the people's goat and presented it as an offering for their sin, just as he had first done with the offering for his own sin. Then he presented the burnt offering and sacrificed it in the prescribed way. He also presented the grain offering, burning a handful of the flour mixture on the altar, in addition to the regular burnt offering for the morning. Then Aaron slaughtered the bull and the ram for the people's peace offering. His sons brought him the blood, and he splattered it against all sides of the altar. Then he took the fat of the bull and the ram, the fat of the broad tail and from around the internal organs, along with the kidneys and the long lobes of the livers. He placed these fat portions on top of the breasts of these animals and burned them on the altar. Aaron then lifted up the breasts and right thighs as a special offering to the Lord, just as Moses had commanded. After that, Aaron raised his hands toward the people and blessed them. Then... After presenting the sin offering, the burnt offering, and the peace offering, he stepped down from the altar. Then Moses and Aaron went to the tabernacle, and when they came back out, they blessed the people again, and the glory of the Lord appeared to the whole community. Fire blazed forth from the Lord's presence and consumed the burnt offering and the fat on the altar. When the people saw this, they shouted with joy and fell face down on the ground. 
Aaron's sons, Nadab and Abihu, put coals of fire in their incense burners and sprinkled incense over them. In this way, they disobeyed the Lord by burning before him the wrong kind of fire, different than he had commanded. So fire blazed forth from the Lord's presence and burned them up, and they died there before the Lord. And Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord meant when he said, I will display my holiness through those who come near me. I will display my glory before all the people. And Aaron was silent. Then Moses called for Mishael and Elzaphan, Aaron's cousins, the sons of Aaron's uncle Uzziel. He said to them, Come forward and carry away the bodies of your relatives from in front of this sanctuary to a place outside the camp. So they came forward and picked them up by their garments and carried them out of the camp just as Moses had commanded. Then Moses said to Aaron and his sons Eleazar and Ithamar, Do not show grief by leaving your hair uncombed or by tearing your clothes. If you do, you will die, and the Lord's anger will strike the whole community of Israel. However, the rest of the Israelites, your relatives, may mourn because of the Lord's fiery destruction of Nadab and Abihu. But you must not leave the entrance of the tabernacle, or you will die, for you have been anointed with the Lord's anointing oil. So they did as Moses commanded. Then the Lord said to Aaron, You and your descendants must never drink wine or any other alcoholic drink before going into the tabernacle. If you do, you will die. This is a permanent law for you, and it must be observed from generation to generation. You must distinguish between what is sacred and what is common, between what is ceremonially unclean and what is clean, and you must teach the Israelites all the decrees that the Lord has given them through Moses. Then Moses said to Aaron and his remaining sons, Eleazar and Ithamar, Take what is left of the grain offering after a portion has been presented as a special gift to the Lord and eat it beside the altar. Make sure it contains no yeast, for it is most holy. You must eat it in a sacred place, for it has been given to you and your descendants as your portion of the special gifts presented to the Lord. These are the commands I have been given but the breast and thigh that were lifted up as a special offering may be eaten in any place that is ceremonially clean. These parts have been given to you and your descendants as your portion of the peace offerings presented by the people of Israel. You must lift up the thigh and breast as a special offering to the Lord, along with the fat of the special gifts. These parts will belong to you and your descendants as your permanent right just as the Lord has commanded. Moses then asked them what had happened to the goats of the sin offering. When he discovered it had been burned up, he became very angry with Eleazar and Ithamar, Aaron's remaining sons. Why didn't you eat the sin offering in the sacred area? He demanded. It is a holy offering. The Lord has given it to you to remove the guilt of the community and to purify the people, making them right with the Lord. Since the animal's blood was not brought into the holy place, you should have eaten the meat in the sacred area as I ordered you. And Aaron answered Moses, Today my sons presented both their sin offering and their burnt offering to the Lord, and yet this tragedy has happened to me. 
If I had eaten the people's sin offering on such a tragic day as this, would the Lord have been pleased? And when Moses heard this, he was satisfied. Mark 4, 26 through 5, 20. Jesus also said, The kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seed on the ground. Night and day while he's asleep or awake, the seed sprouts and grows, but he does not understand how it happens. The earth produces the crops on its own. First, a leaf blade pushes through, then the heads of wheat are formed, and finally the grain ripens. And as soon as the grain is ready, the farmer comes and harvests it with the sickle, for the harvest time has come. Jesus said, How can I describe the kingdom of God? What story should I use to illustrate it? It is like a mustard seed planted in the ground. It is the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of all garden plants. It grows long branches and birds can make nests in its shade. Jesus used many similar stories and illustrations to teach the people as much as they could understand. In fact, in his public ministry, he never taught without using parables. But afterward, when he was alone with his disciples, he explained everything to them. As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we are going to drown? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and waves obey him. So they arrived at the other side of the lake in the region of the Gerenzines. When Jesus climbed out of the boat, a man possessed by an evil spirit came out from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the burial caves and could no longer be restrained, even with a chain. Whenever he was put into chains and shackles, as he often was, he snapped the chains from his wrist and smashed the shackles. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Day and night he wandered among the burial caves and in the hills, howling and cutting himself with sharp stones. When Jesus was still some distance away, the man saw him, ran to meet him, and bowed low before him. With a shriek, he screamed, Why are you interfering with me? Jesus, Son of the Most High God, in the name of God, I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had already said to the spirit, Come out of the man, you evil spirit. Then Jesus demanded, What is your name? And he replied, My name is Legion, because there are many of us inside this man. 
Then the evil spirits begged him again and again not to send them to some distant place. There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside nearby. Send us into those pigs, the spirits begged. Let us enter them. So Jesus gave them permission. The evil spirits came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the entire herd of about 2,000 pigs plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned in the water. The herdsmen fled to the nearby town and the surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran. People rushed out to see what had happened. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus, and they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons. He was sitting there fully clothed and perfectly sane, and they were all afraid. Then those who had seen what had happened told the others about the demon-possessed man and the pigs, and the crowd began pleading with Jesus to go away and leave them alone. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him, but Jesus said, No, go home to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been. So the man started off to visit the ten towns of that region and began to proclaim the great things Jesus had done for him, and everyone was amazed at what he told them. Psalm 37, 30 through 40. The godly offer counsel. They teach right from wrong. They have made God's law their own, so they will never slip from his path. The wicked wait in ambush for the godly, looking for an excuse to kill them. But the Lord will not let the wicked succeed. Or let the godly be condemned when they are put on trial. Put your hope in the Lord. Travel steadily along his path. He will honor you by giving you the land. You will see the wicked destroyed. I have seen the wicked and ruthless people flourishing like a tree in its native soil. But when I looked again, they were gone. Though I searched for them, I could not find them. Look at those who are honest and good, for a wonderful future awaits those who love peace. But the rebellious will be destroyed. They have no future. The Lord rescues the godly. He is their fortress in times of trouble. The Lord helps them, rescuing them from the wicked. He saves them, and they find shelter in Him. Proverbs 10, 6 and 7. The godly are showered with blessings. The words of the wicked conceal violent intentions. We have happy memories of the godly, but the name of a wicked person rots away. Okay, so in the Gospel of Mark, Jesus is talking about seeds and soil, and we talked about that yesterday. That continues today. Yesterday in the reading, Jesus told this parable that compared the Word of God to the soil, uh, to the soil of our hearts. The Word of God is the seed. What kind of soil are, is our hearts? Today, he expanded this, this kind of metaphor 
to the entire kingdom of God. And he says, the kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seed on the ground night and day while he's asleep or awake. The seed sprouts and grows, but he does not understand how it happens. And then he says, it's like a mustard seed planted in the ground. It's the smallest of all seeds, but it becomes the largest of all garden plants. It grows long branches and birds can make nests in its shade. So if we want to get something like for our lives, some kind of explanation for what's going on, then these metaphors that Jesus is using become important because we're claiming allegiance to the kingdom that he's talking about, right? Like that's, that's what we say this is all about, this kingdom. And so Jesus is talking about this kingdom and he's saying that, well, in effect, from his parables that the kingdom that we're looking for is happening all the time, right? Day and night, it's growing. And we don't know how it's happening, like a farmer. But it's a collaboration between seed and soil, between God's word and our hearts. And even though it begins small, it's a tiny little thing. It can grow and flourish and become established and give life as we cultivate and participate in it, which is called harvest. This kingdom Jesus is talking about and trying to make people aware of is that they open their eyes, that they have eyes to see and ears to hear that it's already happening and that they are it and that it is now. And so even though we're still waiting for like the fullness of this harvest where all things will be made new. We still need to understand that we're planting seeds everywhere that we go and we're cultivating and nurturing things into maturity and growth. Wherever we go, what are we nurturing? What is growing in us? Because it's going to become harvest time and whatever we nurtured and grew will be the fruit of the harvest. That's true in our in our lives. That's true in our gardens. That's true in the world. And that's true in our hearts. We have to be aware of what's being planted in us. Because that will tell us what we're planting in the world. And we're going to keep harvesting what we plant. And so, Holy Spirit, that's convicting on a lot of levels that kind of hits and and so here we are we're nurturing something and it's growing and it will be harvested what is it holy spirit come into that question as we consider the teachings of our savior jesus and apply them to our lives Lead us into all truth. Lead us on the narrow path that leads to life, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. DailyAudioBible.com That's home base. It's the website. It's where you find out what's going on around here. And so, indeed, check it out. Check out the Daily Audio Bible shop. Um, and by the way, you can do all this on the web at dailyaudiobible.com or in the Daily Audio Bible app, which you can download from the app store that works with your device. 
but check out the different categories in the Daily Audio Bible Shop. Things to take the journey deeper, wider, and just more pleasant. A journey through the year in the Bible together. This uh, month, we have the brand new Snapback Hats. Uh, man, and they, they're like khaki and moss, and they're the new design for this year. The established hat, we call them. And I love them. They're sharp. So check them out. They're in the Daily Audio Bible shop. And if you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, thank you. This is how there is a global campfire that we're in this together. And so thank you. There is a link on the homepage at dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the give button in the upper right hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996. Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. That's the little red button up at the top. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here. Tomorrow. Hi, this is Pure Heart from Tennessee, and I wanted to call and pray for a few of the dabbers. Uh, Lisa from Trussell, Georgia. Girl, my heart just um, melted with with your um, concerns. But we're going to go stand before the Lord along with you, uh, praying for your husband. Uh, Father God, I just thank you right now that you know her husband's needs. And Father God, you said, Lord, that you were wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was on you and by your stripes, we're healed. So Lord God, we're claiming that because your word don't return to you void, Father God. And Lord, we just ask that uh, you would Touch those valves in his heart and and let them open up and function as you created them to, Father God, because nothing is too hard for you, Lord God. You are a holy God, a righteous God, a loving God. And we stand, Father God, with Lisa for the um, healing of her husband. And Father God, I just pray peace for Lisa and, and their daughter. And Father God, I just ask that you would comfort them and keep them and calm those anxieties in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just stand in agreement with her for all things to be made new in your precious and mighty name. We love you, Jesus. Thank you. Salutations, Chicago Peg. It's this little songbird from Alberta, Canada. And I just finished the prayer and encouragement. And you were the last caller. And you were saying how this conversation was going on in the back of the car and you didn't speak up and you know the answer to these things that they were saying. You know what? I can't count how many times I've been in the same situation. And for me... It's fear of man. Praise the Lord, you don't have 
my problem. But you know what? Every one of us is bound to fall short and bound to fall on our face. But we have the confidence and we can have the boldness to go to the throne and ask the Lord, could you, would you please be willing to take a chance on me and put me back in that situation with those people? Or would you please bring somebody else into my path where I need to step out and say what you are telling me to say? And you know what? He is so gracious and he is so understanding that he will. He will bring these people back into a situation where you can have the boldness or he will bring somebody else with the same questions and you can have the boldness. I love you, Chicago Peg. God loves you more. This message is for my sister in Christ, Lynn from SoCal. This is Shane from SoCal. You're going through an extremely rough time dealing with your husband who just up and left and now life just seems hopeless. So uh, let's pray. Jesus, I ask that you take in your arms and draw Lynn close to you and help her to see her true identity in you. Only when we find our true meaning in you can these other big parts of our life be taken away and life not completely just fall apart because we still have you um, as a foundation to stand upon. Uh, please let Lynn see that you are still with her um, during this trial and that you still have great plans for her um, in this next season, um, especially coming out of this adversity in which will only make her stronger in you. Um, in Jesus' name, our Lord and Savior, I pray. Amen. Hello, Daily Audio Bible family, Brian Harden and your family. This is Dano from Orlando, Florida, calling in tonight from the intensive care unit in Orlando, where I had double bypass surgery on my heart just this past Tuesday, the 13th. A week ago, I went in for what we thought was gonna be a routine catheterization and maybe place a stent but during the evaluation, they discovered I needed to have this surgery. Well, it kind of threw me for a loop, but I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, God has been with me through this whole ordeal. Anybody who knows what cabbage means, cardio, arterial, uh, well, I can't even think of what it means, but you know what it means if you've had it. And I am doing really great. I'm a little loopy from some of the pain medication I'm on, but otherwise I'm doing great. And my wife, God bless her, who has Lyme disease, she's been able to get up to the hospital and care for me all the time. And the people here in the hospital have been great. I've had opportunities to witness to people from at least five different countries since I've been here. Jesus is so good all the time. And I'm not asking myself, why did this happen to me? I'm thanking God that it happened to me 
because I was like a walking time bomb. I could have died at any time if my heart just stopped beating. They call it the widow maker. But praise God, he didn't want to make my wife a widow at this time. So I'm praying for all of you like I always do. And I thank you if you think of me and say a prayer for me. God bless you all. Love you.